Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday. It is group season at Bethlehem Church. Group signups are in full swing, and we are super excited about all of the amazing groups that we have represented here at Bethlehem. Today, we are highlighting a very special pair of group leaders at our Oconee campus. Today, we have Jeff and Pam Duke. Pastor Jeremy, who leads our OC campus, and Pastor Aaron, who is our lead groups pastor. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, Thank thanks. you. Thanks for having us. It's great to have you all here. Uh, so as we said, we are in full swing group season. Uh, we've got group signups going on. Pam and Jeff, tell our listeners how you kind of how you felt like you were called to lead a group. Kind of tell us about the the beginning of that how you led a group, and and why you felt called to lead a group. Well, it actually starts even further back than that. When we came to Bethlehem out of COVID, so when we come out of COVID, there was a lot of need for community. And when we came mm-hmm. to, to Bethlehem, that was one of the things that we were going to be intentional about. At our previous church, we never really got connected. We never really found that community. It's why we were looking. But we also decided we needed to be intentional. We needed to you know, actually you know, be proactive about that those things and Mm -hmm. so after being there a little while i approached jeremy about you know potentially a group a men's group some kind of group you know like that and he invited me over to a wednesday night group a men's group and that's where it kind of started and from there you know over time we decided you know god was asking us to take that next step and to look at you know starting our own groups and we Mm -hmm. started with men's groups pam uh did some women's groups um and then eventually we decided to start our own small group or couples group yeah that's awesome Mm -hmm. yeah I would just add to that community was really important to us. And so we wanted one to get in community at Mm -hmm. the church and just get to know people. Um, That's a great first step. And then we started leading. uh, Jeremy's wife, Jasmine, actually asked me out of that group. That's how I got to meet Jasmine uh, to lead a women's group. And we led that women's group for several years. And Jeff led men's group. And then we came to a point where we were like, God, what do you have next for us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also wanted community for ourselves of people our own age. So we we met, started an empty nesters group with Ty and Pamela Bowie. And then um, as our children have now, one's gotten married, one's engaged and about to get married, and we're truly empty nesters, we prayed this past year, like, God, what do you have for us in this season? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. God brought us uh, to this young married group, uh, just one by meeting people in this group uh, that we didn't even know were in this group mm-hmm. and then having a conversation and they were actually wanting somebody older, uh, which is kind of scary for us to be in that age <laughs> group of older. super old is what we, what <laughs> yeah. we were. Yeah. It's we're like a backhanded compliment. compliment. Really, yeah. really. Well, that's somebody our first really group. Our, you know, yeah. our empty nesters group is the really old people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and it was really neat to see how God led Jeff and I to the same place. Yeah. We were praying, God, yeah. what do you have for us in the season? And God brought us to the same place. Mm. And as we were young married, um, we started out rocky. Just we have, we had some challenges. And uh, 
people poured into us and helped us mm. along the way. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to be able to give back yeah. and help others and just walk alongside them in the season of life and help them as they figure out how to be married mm-hmm. and raise kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember Not that when, we've written a book. I remember yeah. when y'all came, one of the things was like, y'all, which was interesting because y'all were maybe not as connected to your point, but you were definitely involved. Like y'all were serving in different areas. Things like mm-hmm. I just remember mm-hmm. when y'all came though, you're like, listen, we're not ready. We don't want to jump into serving just yet. We don't do this. Whatever. <laughs> they just put a bunch of caution. I was like, I'm just glad y'all are here. Great. Cut to last, that lasted about 30 that. seconds. They're like, hey, we thought we'd serve here. We thought we'd run this. And we thought we'd do wow. this. Whatever. So it's just who they are. They just can't yeah. help but get involved in this stuff. And it's probably a great love for our church day that they had developed. But I just remember that going, wait a minute, didn't y'all say y'all want to take a break? Which you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's just got like them. So, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. That's awesome. You kind of found where you're serving within groups, like the particular kind of groups, out of your story as well. You know, yeah. you, you started wanting that community because that's when you entered the church. Uh, when you weren't experiencing that where you came from. And then as far as married couples, you know, you want to see them uh, grow in oneness. You want to see them thrive. And, you know, part of your story is God had to work through some things in your own marriage. And you get to share that with others. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, and Aaron, thanks for bringing that up. It's a great point. Um, Jeff and I have been through a lot as far as chronic illnesses, the loss of a child, a child with a chronic illness, mm. um, loss of finances. Like we've, we've had mm-hmm. some really hard things and you think one of those things can tear a marriage apart Mm. and we had four or five things that will rip a marriage apart and Mm. in god's grace and love for us he grew us closer to him Mm -hmm. and he used those hard times to grow jeff and i closer together and Mm. it some marriages you grow apart and we were determined to grow together and um and so going through those things, God has mm. now used our story. Um, yeah. I feel he's redeemed a lot to help others who are going through hard times. And like right now, we currently have several women in our group who are struggling with infertility. They have had miscarriage after miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we can speak into. Yeah. Um, we can speak into finance, financial struggles. Um, we've been there. And yeah. our hope is that the Lord will use our story to give them hope, to say, you will get to the other side of this. It mm-hmm. is hard right now, mm-hmm. but it's in the hard that you truly learn mm-hmm. the joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think that's what James talks about, right? Yeah. To consider uh, suffering joy and say, Jeremy, you got me all in my head <laughs> about that Bible verse <laughs> looking at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's judging you. Uh, but, you know, consider it joy yeah. in your yeah. suffering, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. and I, I think we truly experience the full joy of the Lord mm-hmm. when we have been in that valley. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about that, your decision, yours and Jeff's decision to make biblical community a priority, mm-hmm. even during difficult times. Because I know even for myself, when I'm going through something hard, the tendency tendency is to withdraw mm-hmm. and to isolate. And you know, like, oh, I don't want people to see my mess. I don't want this. But then, like mm-hmm. you guys, do the opposite of yeah. that. It's almost kind of like, you know, counterintuitive. But but to to talk about that, how you've made biblical community a priority even during difficult times. Well, I think it actually starts before that, and that's what one of my encouragements would be is is that you know. 
we've been there. We've been there when, you know, we didn't have community and then something happened and we realized we were alone or we mm. felt alone mm -hmm. at least. Mm -hmm. And so when we came to Bethlehem, we wanted to be intentional about creating community because the fact that when you go through a hard time, it's not if, it's yeah. when, yeah. when you go through a hard time, mm -hmm. do you have a community to lean on? Do That's you good, have yeah. those people mm -hmm. that you trust or can ask for help or just to talk to, to go through things? So those are the things that like we were talking about that. That's why even in the good time, even if you're not really like feel like you've got something major going on. Your story and your participation is very valuable yeah. in building that community or helping somebody else out. So that was one of the things that we had as well about mm -hmm. it's not just when you are needing help is when you should look for it. You should look for it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, mean, yeah. I think that the give and take to that is the season, if you're in a group like that, the season that you don't need that necessarily in that moment when you're in a group, somebody else in that group does. That's right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then, it, then it eventually flips. It helps connect you to people who may need that story. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, might need that experience mm -hmm. that you have. Mm -hmm. That's had. right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And if you've got this small, simple circle of people, not talking about people that mm -hmm. actually necessarily mm -hmm. speak into your life as a whole, but the people that are, yeah. that you're, that you're part of, you know, as a group like that and friendships and things like that, it, mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. If you've got a yeah. really small one, then you, you know, I only trust really three people. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm only going to talk to really three people. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. then that's le less yeah, likely yeah, to happen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't have that group because you might all be in the same season at the same time. Right. But if you're willing to expand that just a little bit yeah. and yeah. be yeah. in and out of these communities. So if your friend circle is uh, is bigger than really that tight circle, that mm -hmm. friend circle mm -hmm. is where you get to actually yeah. contribute the yeah. give and take. Yeah. That. And I would say if you practice community in the good times, then you will gravitate to community in the challenging times. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you make this a habit or a, a we could just call it a spiritual discipline. Yep. Biblical yeah. community is a spiritual For discipline. Sure. We, we don't think mm -hmm. about it that way because we have friends, we have circles of friends and we get in and out of small groups. We become accustomed to that, but we practice it in the good times then we'll we'll run to it in the difficult times. Right. Yeah. Uh, so well, if I so if I throw one thing, we're we're using the word biblical community. Yeah. Like define that for somebody that might go, well, I don't even know what that means. That sounds like a theological. Yep. Yeah, I, I would say it goes. Word. It goes. I'm not saying country clubs are bad, but it goes. <laughs> Take it, on country clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I've never been a part of a country club. That's why I'm doing country it right. Clubs, <laughs> better, or way like, different a, like a baseball Georgia, community. Yeah, yeah, we all yeah, have yeah, community yeah. around like our kids' sports <laughs> or around. So, yeah, you just yeah. eat country food, yeah. country fried yeah. chicken. You know. It has a center, like it has a mm -hmm. core that is built around the good news of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and that affects what we talk about, what we do with the group, right? right. Yeah, uh, how we pray for the group, how we encourage the group. It all centers around this good news of, of God sending his own son down to yeah. us in the form as Jesus Christ. And he lives in us and we share that with others. It's that, it's that great news that we share and we have in common yeah. that makes it completely different than yeah. anything else. And Aaron, I would pick up when you talk about it being a spiritual discipline. So David Mathis wrote a book, Habits of Grace. and which are the disciplines, right? Yeah. Mm. But I really like to think of it as is it's a gift of mm. grace. Mm -hmm. um, when you think about the spiritual disciplines, prayer, worship, mm -hmm. God's word, fellowship is one of those. And I think they're gifts. Mm -hmm. um, we yeah. will think about, well, and I'm not trying to pick on Davis Mathis' title, but habits of grace, like it's supposed to be a habit. And I understand yeah. why he chose that word. 
But I think it's a gift. And if we mm-hmm. truly change our perspective to go, this is a gift from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And this is, he's showing his love for us yeah. by allowing us um, to pray and yeah. come before him. Mm-hmm. And I think fellowship is God's love. And uh, it, it actually is instructed. So people are like, well, I don't need community or I can do church by myself. Well, in Hebrews 10, it says, let us consider how to sit, oh, sorry, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as in the, as is the habit of some, yeah. but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And David Mathis takes the scripture and he says, the remarkable thing here is not the summons to keep meeting together, but the instruction that when you do, look past your own nose to meet the needs of others. Mm. There is no how here in the original language. The The literal translation is consider each other for love and good deeds. Know each other, get close, stay close, go deep, and consider particular persons and interact with them such that you exhort and inspire them to love and de- good deeds specifically fitting to their mix. And so, Angela, kind of back to your question yeah. about in difficult times, yeah. look past your own nose to the needs of others. And so, you know, you you know Jeff and my story mm-hmm. and Jeremy, you, I mean, y'all know it and not everybody does, but we have been through hard things and we are in a season of hard just with my health and, yeah. and my chronic illness. And so... Yeah, I could sit back and go, hey, I've got a reason not to serve. I've yes. got a reason not to open up my home. It exhausts me to clean my house. It exhausts me to, you know, have a whole day and then have, you know, I don't know, 30 to 35, 36 uh, young married couples come in on a Monday night. Mm. It, sure, I could use that as an excuse, but I have to look past myself. Mm. And if we're truly loving like Jesus, it's not about us. It's about other people. It's we die to self. Yeah. And um, Paul Miller wrote the book "Love Walks Among Us," and my favorite line mm. in there is "Love is inefficient." And what he means by that is, it's not about mm. you. Mm. It's you're being selfless and you're mm. sacrificing and you're focused on other people. And when you do that, so mm. yeah, I have this illness, but man, when I'm when I'm loving on other people. I'm not focused on me wow. and, and just how God uses that mm. to work in my life. Um, and I, I think we have to get past our excuses of an illness or I don't have time. You don't have time not to fellowship with other Christians. Right. Um, mm. Right. And, and so that's just kind of, I think, our take on it is you have to look past yourself mm-hmm. and, and help help others. We're, we're called to do that. Yes. Yeah. And you're, you're living in the example that Christ set for us. Right. Uh, he poured out his life. That's right. Uh, so, so that's what, you know, you're doing that. You're, you're becoming more like him in doing that in, in uh, serving and leading mm-hmm. others through leading groups. Mm-hmm. So we just finished this amazing series about prayer. And I want to, Pam, you mentioned prayer. Um, and it is one of our spiritual disciplines. Talk about the role of prayer uh, in your group. And I know we we kind of pick on y'all. Lauren calls your prayer wall. I want to talk about your prayer wall, your stalker wall. Um, but it's it's this incredible tool that you have to serve the people in your group. So talk about prayer in your group and the role of prayer and and kind of some some cool ways that you pray for them. Sure. So um, 
first of all, prayer is just really important in our personal lives. And mm-hmm. we've seen God answer prayer um, mm-hmm. uh, just for us. And so we think it's very important. So we we told our group from the beginning, even if we're at a social, we're going to fellowship, but we are going to start with prayer. Mm-hmm. We're going to end with prayer. We're probably going to have some prayer in the middle. Mm-hmm. And we are always going to point you towards Jesus. Yes. And so um, they know that. And one of, so our prayer roll. I'll just say that first. People are like, what, are, what is the prayer roll? <laughs> um, so we asked uh, one way for our group to get to know each other is we asked them on our group meet to post a picture of their family. So whether it's just the wife and husband or if they have kids. Mm-hmm. So they sent these pictures. Then we took them and printed them out um, and then made a, a poster. I guess it's a small poster of each family with their picture, their name, their kids, their birth dates, and their anniversary. And then we left space under it. Um, and under it, uh, we place index cards. So we pass around index cards uh, on Monday nights in our small group and have them list their prayer request. Uh, and then we post them under that prayer wall. So the prayer wall is literally a wall because <laughs> we have so many. Uh, yeah. We're not yeah. so small. We're a large, we are an extra large small group probably. Yes. Um and then when Jeff and I go downstairs, so we have a basement and that's where I bake and that's where he does his woodworking. And anyways, we go down there and it keeps up top of mind. So every time I walk mm-hmm. in that room, I see our young marrieds and it prompts me to pray. You see their yeah, faces yeah. and yep. you see their children. Mm-hmm. And so you like, you know who you're praying for even. Right. And um, it's, it's a way mm-hmm. to just keep it top of mind, to keep your focus um, on prayer and praying for, it, you know, you can be out in public and you'll say, oh, I'll pray for you. Um, and then you go on about your day and then you don't, right? Yeah, yeah. This keeps it very top of mind. And then what's really cool is when the prayers are answered, we'll pull the card. And so then you're mm-hmm. able to see how God's working in the lives of the couples in our group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that leads you to gratitude, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. and just being able to be so grateful for um, how God loves us so much that he answers our prayers and, and that he's working on behalf. So we're interceding for these young marrieds. And that's, that's a gift. That's an honor and a privilege to be able to do that. So um, moving forward, this will now be a standard for every small group leader <laughs> that they will have yeah. to. Yeah, we do get uh, joked. That Lauren told me it was a shrine. She was like, you have a shrine? I was like, it's not a shrine, but yeah. we it's love a yeah. Yeah, a shrine. <laughs> but we love, we love our young married couple. Like We love yeah. them and yeah. just that they have allowed us to be part of their life. Yeah. And what I really love about them is they're vulnerable and they trust. Yeah. And we're not talking about, I have an exam you know, this week, please pray that I pass my exam. We're talking about, hey, we're struggling financially. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. We are, we've had three miscarriages and mm-hmm. we want another child. Yeah. Uh, we're struggling in our marriage. These are real and raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also take time to pray over people. So we had a couple that went through a miscarriage and it was hard. And for them to share that mm-hmm. was huge because they don't, they don't really, sh- haven't shared that in the past. Right. And we stopped and we prayed over them in that moment. And it was a sweet, holy time, like mm-hmm. tears and tears. And then um, we have a lot of staff 
and we feel it's very important to pray for our staff and mm-hmm. for their spouses because um, Satan mm-hmm. is going to attack them. They are about kingdom work. So right. they are, you know, they are first target for Satan. And so we um, pray over our our ministers and their spouses, mm-hmm. and we did that over Thanksgiving. Um, we had them circle up, and we all laid hands on them and prayed over them. And then <laughs> what took me by surprise is Daniel Shadrach uh, said, I know everybody thinks we're done praying, but we're not. And they flipped it, and they had planned to pray over me because of my health because I was mm. just in a really— struggle with my health. And that was literally one of the most holy times I've ever had in my life. Like I, (laughs) I was wrecked Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I could not, like, it just took me back and just how the Lord moved in that. And so it's just an example of like, in giving that you receive, like you were, you know, you guys are pouring out to the group and then they pour right back into you. Yeah. Yeah, You think you're doing this group to help other people and you wind up, Mm -hmm. God's like, I got you. And he shows you that really they're helping you probably more than you'll ever help them. Yeah. Well, and you have a lot of, your, your group is unique. You guys have a a lot of young leaders. um, And that's, it's, it's not, it's challenging for, you know, people who are, are leading and in, in ministry to, kind of find a, a group where they feel that they can be poured into, you know, because they're always pouring out. Uh, so that's a really, it's an incredible gift. It's a unique group and such a such a gift to the church, uh, to the body of Christ that you guys provide that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's and really it, awesome. The, the, the funny thing is they, that, you know, Jeff and Pam will always take a, they're probably always going to do a little extra yeah. for, <laughs> because it means it, there, yeah. there are things that just mean more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in some ways, but even for the ones that, that don't like those, those same things are going on in some ways in, mm-hmm. in, in every, or at least, not, at least most groups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's moments like that, that they're, mm-hmm. they're talking about and they do a good job of telling the story. Yeah. But those things we're seeing those. Yeah. And so that, like that really, you listen to them talk and go like, that's what everybody really needs to hear mm-hmm. is these mm-hmm. things are, these things are, uh, these things yeah. happen often. They're yeah. happening in groups. Yeah. They're yeah. happening yeah. here at yeah. 316 campus, yes. at 211 campus, yeah. uh, OC campus, or at the 316 campus, <laughs> at the 211 campus, at OC. Yeah. The main campus. Uh, the main <laughs> campus the main at, uh, in Oconee. <laughs> <laughs> but they're cons- they're cons- we hear yeah. stories like this. Yeah. 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 All, all the time, and and that would be my thing. Going like, if you, if that's something that connects with you, what what Pam is saying, and and J- Jeff would express the same things in, in other ways. I've heard him tell tell stories, and even even there's some encouraging pieces. But that would be my thing. Go like, if that if that if that messed with you a little bit, mm-hmm. go yeah. well. That's waiting yeah. on you in groups. It's waiting on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, what we're gonna put into it. I think we're going to receive it as far as time That's and right. commitment and, and 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 like our desire to want that kind of community. If we want that, we can find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's out there. It's there. Yeah. It's it's yeah. waiting on you. Yeah. So well, it's like the analogy of, you know, you reap what you sow. And so if you're if you're not intentionally looking for groups, if you're not participating in groups or participating in your church in any way, then what are you expecting to get out of it? Mm-hmm. You know, are you expecting God to do, like someone just to come hand you a bunch of community or hand you a uh, you know those things or are you looking for it are you being because you asked me earlier about yeah. why were we intentional about wanting to find groups and stuff and that's mm-hmm. it we mm-hmm. decided that 
we need to do invest. Mm. You know, if that's the things we're looking for, then we need to also invest in those. And I'll tell you that the, the, the powerful thing, and, and there's a few other couples that, that are doing the same thing at the Oconee campus, and they're, they're all across. But what Jeff and Pam decided to do in a, in a, and a uh, Daniel and Carol Valerie mm-hmm. and a, mm-hmm. uh, Mm. The Edens. Bill and Wendy. Bill and Bill and Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. What they decided to do was go, wait a minute. This wasn't the, they weren't waiting on a moment for their life to finally get started where they could take a deep breath and do it. That's it. What they did was they leveraged the the, the different freedoms in life to go, okay, now it's this. Yes. And they pressed into this season because yeah. what, what happens with a lot of people and people should really pay attention to this is gold mm. in life. Yeah. What happens is they begin to think that there's a moment where they can start going, now my life can be can, about me. I can ease yeah. off the gas a little bit. Yeah. 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 But, but, but what they're saying is mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. now focus on. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, misery awaits you. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my take. Because That's life good. is built. God has designed us mm-hmm. to love him and serve him. Mm-hmm. And love his people and serve them. Mm-hmm. And when you go anti the purpose of your creation, good, misery awaits you. Yeah. And people go, they wonder why their life is like what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this. I thought this is what I always wanted. Yeah. And and now it's yeah. like, wait, this is not it. Yeah. yeah. But but someone can sit and say, I rejoice in suffering. Not because like suffering is awesome and illness is awesome, but because right. I'm still purposed my life towards other things. Yes. I'm still finding joys even in the mm-hmm. middle of the stuff yeah. that's kind of not so good. Yeah, you're living on mission and you have yeah. purpose. Correct. You read my mind. That's yeah. actually, I wanted to come back to mm. something that Jeff, you said earlier was was about the, the seasons, the different mm. seasons that you guys were in. And change is so scary in our lives. So we have this tendency when we reach this new season, we're like, oh, well, what does God have for me? I guess he's done with me. I'm going right. to you know, sit back or now it's time to focus on myself or whatever that is. But you guys have leaned in mm-hmm. to every right. new season that he's mm-hmm. brought you to. So talk about that. Talk about how that decision, again, it's about being intentional and deciding right. beforehand that no, I'm going to li- continue to live on mission. I'm going to continue to fulfill his purposes mm-hmm. for our lives, no matter what that season looks like. Mm-hmm. Talk about that that choice. Yeah, and it's something that Pam mentioned before when we were talking about this getting ready, is that it, the things that we go through, we all have a testimony. We all have experiences. We've all had things we go through. We're all in different seasons, as you said. And sometimes you don't know the value of those seasons. You don't know what that was for. Mm-hmm. What was God preparing me for? Mm-hmm. What yeah. was I doing? Yeah. And and actually, groups give you a great opportunity to either be used by God, because like mm-hmm. Jeremy was saying earlier, as we were talking about, was mm-hmm. you know, your experiences, things you've gone through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the dark times and low times, you need support. But then God can also turn that around in a yeah. different season in your life and support somebody else or give mm-hmm. wisdom to somebody else or give them encouragement through that as well. And that small group environment gives you a way to do both, mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. those experiences for the betterment of somebody else or support you through that season in your life that you're in right now. Yeah. And so you don't know those sometimes ahead of time. When you're yeah. when you're yeah. looking yeah. for groups or where you're, you go to that church door every time and you see the guys in the light blue sweatshirts over there going, hey, do you <laughs> want to join a group? Yeah. You know, think about that. Like, you know, you may not be in a season, but maybe somebody else is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but then as you go to look at, as you take the next step, as Jason said, can you take the next step with Because yeah. Series or whatever? Go first. Talk about being first. Jason challenged you to be first, right? Be and first, you, right. you've talked about that a lot. 
Right. And, and taking next steps and being first. And so that was one of the things that we talked about with leading a group is, mm -hmm. okay, we've been in groups, we've been, you know, done several of them in men's and couples. And so now we wanted to take that next step. And so we looked at the first group we did was a life stage group we were in. So it was like mm -hmm. our, our, you know, people who are in the same area, same things going on. Um, and then later we added the young married group that Pam was talking about. And that was one where we were like, okay, that's not our stage, but we can maybe take that next step and yeah. become a mentor for those kids or those young married mm -hmm. kids. kids. I, I always uh, say kids, we're old. Um, now they're all going to leave the grave. <laughs> I think all kids. Those oh. kids. Well, again, opportunity to take the step forward and, yeah. and pour into somebody else. Yeah. You know, we were well, poured into when we were, you know, going through those stages in our life. Mm -hmm. And we thought this was yep. a time for us to give back um, yeah. as well. Well, and Love we, it. Jeff listens to Eric Erickson and he said, invite people into your mess. Like people need to see that your mess and Angela yeah. and Aaron, y'all know this. Y'all came over to the house <laughs> for Christmas party and awesome. Christmas awesome. uh, wrapping paper and get, had all thrown up in my dining room. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I couldn't get it cleaned up. And so this is my mess, mm -hmm. but there's mm -hmm. such importance mm -hmm. in your mess, whether it's your house is a mess, yeah. whether it's your life is a mess, whether it's you've had a mess in the past. People need to know they're not alone. And I yeah. think that is yeah. so important mm -hmm. in a group. You look at God, we were created because he's relational. He wanted a relationship with us. We messed that up mm. and <laughs> he sent Jesus because he wanted that relationship. You look at Jesus, what yeah. did he do? He went into homes. Mm -hmm. That's where his ministry took place, mm -hmm. was around the table. Mm -hmm. um, and they broke bread together. And mm -hmm. they listened and learned and loved on each other. And that's what mm -hmm. a small group is. Yeah. And, and so Jeff and yeah. I have said, you know what? We'll share our mess. Yeah. And we started our young married group just kind of joking. We both grew up Southern Baptist and love Southern Baptist. So it's not a cut. But I grew up like, hey, there were like the top five sins you just don't do. I kind of deemed like the really bad ones, but all sin is sin, right? So we kind of joked when we started, we were like, okay, so if you're in our group, we just want you to know there's nothing that you have done that we probably haven't covered. Mm -hmm. uh, we've probably hit four out of the top five no-no sins. And um, so, and it just broke down walls. And then we shared our mess. Yeah. Um, we shared and we, and we have seen God use awesome. that. And we have a couple where we saw this one girl afterwards, she came in the first night, talked to us and same similar situation and we saw the shame mm. melt away mm. on her mm. and that mm -hmm. god brought purpose yeah. to my sin yeah. from yeah. you know 30 years ago yeah, he worked, god took worked that good. and he worked good mm -hmm. in that moment yeah. mm -hmm. and he redeemed my story mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. if you think that you're too far gone and you're not uh you're not able, you don't, you're not qualified. Well, here, here's the kicker. None of us are. Yeah. Okay. That's right. On That's our right. own, we are not, we are not enough. Mm -hmm. But if the Lord lives in you and the Holy Spirit is in you, yeah. then you have exactly what you need to lead yeah. a group. So it. don't wait. Like, yeah. don't yeah. wait. I think that's one of the things that people, that it's, um, we, we can, we can, we can say to you, I don't, I think you, you don't know what you're missing in a group that's in, in a group because there's a, there's a vulnerability that happens. You can be completely open yes. and people just don't really believe you. Yes. So it's yeah. really hard. One of the hard things is really to communicate mm -hmm. to anybody mm -hmm. 
that's listening here or I'm mm-hmm. talking to. No, you get to be in this group. And most groups are really good at throwing your stuff on the table, mm-hmm. locking the door so nobody sees it, you know, yeah. discuss it. And if, you know, leave it there and everybody leaves and locks the door and come back and yeah. just discuss yeah. those things. I mean, that's mm-hmm. re- groups true. are built to, to, to be able to have a high level of vulnerability and in trust. there because everybody in there Mm-hmm. has to empty their pockets and their pockets are full of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but people don't always believe that. Yeah. And so I was you know that the the group I was in last this past year mm-hmm. we did this mm-hmm. year long we called it uh 1010 mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. And um the design of the group is just is you know the enemy's after he's he's there to to, Steal, to kill, kill and, destroy and destroy every mm-hmm. every yeah. family every everything and so some men got in this group, and then the first night you do this, this is groups that the Aaron's been pushing for years that we've called LDG mm-hmm. and uh, leadership development groups. And one of the things, cool things about it is, and this is a shoulder tap group, so we're inviting guys in that we think could really benefit also, and also contribute to the group. Yeah. And that first night, you do an overnight thing or a full day thing, and everybody dumps their stories out on the table. Mm-hmm. Well, once you do that, <laughs> there is a, there is a, uh, an automatic friendship, automatic, yeah. an automatic, like we've just welded each other to each other, <laughs> elbow to elbow. Right. Yeah. And like that, there's something about you that when you dump your thing and your stuff out on the table and everybody goes, Oh, well that ain't nothing. Here's yeah. mine, you yeah. know, and it keeps going around and, and you, there's a freedom to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when Jeff, when you first got in that group, one of the things that highlighted because men mentioned this to me outside of Jeff didn't even know, but I go, man, I just love to hear, when Jeff says stuff, man, I love to hear that guy talk. One of the reasons why is because Jeff would say things really nobody else is thinking they didn't want to say, but he didn't care. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> no, well, when you get old, you kind of get that way. You, feel yeah. you know, it's just well, and it. it was stuff like you know, yeah, I'm supposed to rejoice in my suffering, but, but what the heck does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Huh? How am I supposed to? You know, it'd be stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and. And that's that's an example, not necessarily something he said, but it'd be something like that's hard to do, and I I don't even know how to do that all the time. Right. Why am I supposed to be sick all the time and think God loves me? Yeah. Or what? I mean, things yeah. people ask, yeah. you know. And there yeah. was a there's a vulnerability vulnerability inside of that, and you could tell immediately yeah. people yeah. connected with that. Yeah. And it happened in that group we just finished up this past year. Aaron's seen it a hundred times. Y'all seen it, and that's what people, man. If you could, if I could figure out a way. To say something or write a sentence and say that to people and they go, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd be able to sell that because then yeah. people would be able to jump yeah. into groups yeah. mm-hmm. consistently because okay. that's what yeah. everybody is so really want. Talk about, as a campus pastor, mm-hmm. the power of groups and just, uh, you know, group leaders like Pam and Jeff. I mean, you've already kind of touched on that by mm-hmm. with what you're saying, but talk about that as a campus pastor, how vital they are to what you guys do. Yeah, I mean, we 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 say things over and over again that be you know even truths become cliche and and yeah yeah and just in one ear out the other because you repeat them so much. But the truth of what church is designed for is is the biblical community we're talking about, mm-hmm. and you find that into uh, in these in these groups. And um, I tell the story at Discover Bethlehem when we do it, and and. Uh, and I tell it everywhere else I go because it was a it was a it was a new way for me to communicate what like church really means to people. So the interesting thing about campuses is that Jason's on the screen, Matt Pylan's on the screen teaching, yeah, yeah. Kevin Miller, who's ever they're on the screen teaching. Yeah. So people walk in sometimes that's new to them. When we first launched the campus, somebody 
uh, saw somebody that I knew actually here at an event at 316 campus. We had already launched Oconee, and they said, um, hey, a friend of mine was, was going to come to Oconee, but then she realized it was a video venue, and she's like, well, why would I want to go to a video venue? And she goes, I didn't know what to tell her. And she goes, what should I say to her? And I went, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if you're asking me to convince someone that, video venue is better than live venue. I go, I don't really know how to do that. Mm -hmm. I said, but, and then the revelation hit me in the moment that goes, but what I can tell you is this, the gift, the odd gift that you wouldn't expect from a video venue is it actually helps you understand more in some ways what church could be. Because mm. if you're like me mm. uh, and you grew up in church at all, you accidentally or on purpose, I don't know, at the very least, you were handed the tradition that your church experience is tied to the man standing in front of you teaching <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in some, that's a that's a portion, and 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 worship in the words a big deal here. Yeah, especially coming from Jason Britt, Matt Pylon teaching people. We put, it's, don't get me wrong, right? But church is far more mm -hmm. what God has designed in biblical community. Mm -hmm. Community is just a yeah. big word for friends, right? Mm -hmm. What he has designed is far more mm -hmm. than be able to reach out and touch that guy's shoes. Right. Mm -hmm. It actually, a video venue, when you can't do that and all you can do is see on the screen, it actually forces you to look to the left and the right. That's really the trail cool. with elbow That's room. good. That's good. And that is a gift inside mm -hmm. of what campus gives you because you, if you're going to stay there, then you can't be tied solely to the guy standing in front of you. Well, I think that's where groups also come that's in good. is because when you get involved in a group, you get to know more people just the way it is it kind of forces mm -hmm. you that way mm -hmm. and the side effect of that is is when you come to the church doors you know more people you have more people who are going to ask you about that thing you were talking about last week that yes. prayer request or just whatever you're doing yeah. or getting to know each other like oh yeah. hey i know you like hunting or you like this or you yeah. like that and and so when you walk through the doors it makes the church feel smaller it makes it feel For more sure. homey or personable or you know, that you're welcomed because yeah. it's not you walking in with 50 people you don't know or 5,000 people you don't know. Mm -hmm. You're walking mm -hmm. to a church where there's at least that small group of people that you recognize, you can talk yep. to, you know, you can just whatever. And that that is where those are some of the intangibles, you might say, mm -hmm. of small groups is you get right. to know yeah. in depth more yeah. people. Yeah. Well, and they're the intangible, the, but they are they're mo they're oh, yeah. I would say they're, they're arguably the most important yeah. things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not necessarily measurable, but it's yeah. invaluable. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I would even add to that one of the things that God laid on Jeff's heart was what we call a crossover event. Okay. And so for us, crossover mm -hmm. events mean we're inviting another small group to join us for an event. Um I love that and, Pam. but That's not so cool. not the same age group, right? So I think we need to know people mm -hmm. outside of our group. Mm -hmm. like Breaking you down do, the clicks. Yeah. Well, yep. and you do life mm -hmm. with your people, but often mm -hmm. you're going to learn yeah. from people who are older than mm -hmm. you. And I and Angela, you've heard me say this before. You, you should have a mentor. Yep. Yep. You should be doing life with someone, yeah. and then you should be mentoring the person below you, yes. the age group below yeah. you, yeah, right? Sure. If you're trying to speak life into somebody who's older than you, that's kind of hard. I mean, God will use that. Don't, because I mean, trust me, our young marrieds, God teaches me a lot through yeah, them. Yeah. But, um, but anyways, through the crossover, so it's real important for us that they are. It's not the same age group. Mm -hmm. And then we also now have started crossover events 
with a different campus. So then, so you talk about the screen, Jeremy, you just made me think about this. That even makes multi-site church smaller Mm. because now (laughs) you're meeting people and making connections at 316, at 211. And what was so funny uh, just recently happened, Jeff and I went to a birthday party for one of the young couples, their daughter, and there was this girl there and she said, how do I know you? I know you. I just recently met you. And we're going, was it this? Was it this? Was it this? Was it this? And Jeff was like, uh, you ate at our house. <laughs> and she had been at the crossover. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, so the crossover event, as I tell people, like every group has different socials. Yeah. You know, Super Bowl parties or Fourth of sure. July's or whatever. Invite another group over. Yeah. Open it up yeah. to anybody. Like, yeah. that's what we mean by I crossover event. It's just. You're going to have a social. Why not invite another group over to do it together? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And again, yeah. it could be up, could be down as far as generations. It could be different campuses. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's yeah. all about, again, bringing people into your home or into your group and, and just having time to know. And again, it makes that it makes your church feel smaller. You walk in the yeah. door yes. and you know more faces. You know more names. Or That's at least right. you get, like you said, the awkward conversation. Of like, hey, I know you from somewhere. Like, those kind of things is what makes the church feel more welcoming yeah. versus it just yeah. go in, check the box, go out. You know? okay. And okay. I think yeah. the, the, yeah. The, the thing we see in the, the complication is those, those there's a lot of the reasons and so many more why groups are really important at every campus and important. But the, the complication that people deal with, and I deal with the same thing because all my kids are, they're getting a little bit older and mm-hmm. they're getting into more things. Yeah, yeah. And you really have to ask yourself, like Jeff and Pam have done, and I bet they do it every single season because it's not a one one question and done, is what do you value? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, I got to look at the, the the values of my life and what I'm teaching my kids, what I want mm-hmm. for them, but what I want for us, me and Jazz. And so I got to decide, like, when I say mm-hmm. I don't have the time, is it is that truly because I just... I'd rather choose this than this. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, that's fine. Sure. Like, but you you better you better think through it all. Yeah. And and my and my push on this is 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 probably more challenging than it is encouraging feeling in the moment. But how long are we gonna say we don't have time? Yeah. How long yeah. are we? Because just like I said a few minutes ago, like how is your life turned and what is it aimed at? What are you what 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 is your what are you purposed for? Is it for the, the the worship and the glory of God and the love of his people mm-hmm. or is it for well yes it's all of those things but my family like I like doing mm-hmm. I, well, I coach my son's basketball team well, yeah. and yeah. honestly I complain about it sometimes but I really love it yeah, yeah. and yeah. I like to do it and I but I have a temptation sometimes to choose that over other things sure. yeah. and so I'm, I'm right there with everybody yeah. so well, it's yeah. just like Jason yeah. said this last I think it was last Sunday is like you have to what matters to God should matter to you mm-hmm. and are you prioritizing appropriately and yeah. it, I mean, there's all things that are going to pull on your time. Yeah. Kids, work, you name it. And so the question is, are you prioritizing things correctly? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, if it matters to God, this does. And that's because that's know? what we yeah. hear the most. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are here as on staff, Aaron and I, everybody on staff here. God has called us and purposed us to be able to set the table, prepare the way for people to to right. be able to to to. To learn how to follow Jesus yeah. in a deeper in a deeper walk, and we we what we try to do is make it a little bit easier because there are so many things going. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when we take everything and we gift wrap it for people, this is to me this is the yeah. the, the sticky truth. 
is that we gift wrapped everything for everybody to go. This is this, and we know it's good for you. And we wonder, we worked really hard to set it all for, set it up for you. Mm-hmm. And you go maybe next semester. Mm. Okay, great. And then the next one comes, and then the next one comes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's my push. That's good because that everybody that's listening, they they might be mad at me for saying yeah. that, no. but they know well, it's true. <laughs> it is, and true. I can say it because I've done it. Yeah. And Jeff and Pam have so, done it, and Aaron's done it. Yeah. You know. So I would say, you know, there would be in the back of my mind if i'm not in a small group but i uh i am intentional in some way sharing my faith with others mm-hmm. you know i would say this is taking the place of this i would say this you know do you have an intentional way in your life that is toward biblical community that we talked about mm-hmm. earlier and discipleship yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is it there mm-hmm. and that's, that's the gift that's the gift wrap mm-hmm. is that as the church we're putting this out there and it, it's called groups you yeah. know yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Just like you know, worship is a way that we in music that we worship. It, music is an is one avenue of worship, mm-hmm. and so we do that. So like, but are you? Is your life yeah. a life of worship? Are you living a life of of service and worship? And, and so it's it's just a, another example right. of the same type yeah. of thing. Well, are you everyone, are you in biblical community? Everyone asks the question. We hear this question all the time. What's God's will for my life? What does God want me to do? God wants you to make him known and talk well to know him and to make him known. That's he right. wants you to become more like Christ. Right. And so that in biblical community, connect, belong, and grow, groups is the way yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I just want to encourage people that are that are listening to this when when you're asking that question, what's God's will for my life? He wants you to know him yeah. and make him known and to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, yeah. and love others as yourself. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. a groups is I yeah. can't think of a better way to do and that. And to me, that highlights one other thing that I think people don't choose groups. It is is it's the same reason that at times they don't want to. If, if maybe with, they know a specific topic we're going towards, they don't. They might not come that Sunday. Yeah. Hmm. And I get that. I get that. I go. I don't yeah. want to read this scripture sometimes. Certain scriptures mm-hmm. sometimes because mm-hmm. it it makes yeah. me. I get convicted, you know, and the, yeah. that's challenged. Yeah. And people sometimes don't want to get in groups because they are challenging. Yeah. Well, that and, yeah. and you, like you said earlier, it kind of forces your vulnerabilities a little bit if you're right. doing it right. Right. You know, and so that's part as well. People don't want to get in groups because they don't want to be challenged or asked to change something that they're comfortable with, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, when you think about all that we're called to do, to love one another, serve one another, forgive one another, mm-hmm. you can't do that unless there are other people involved. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can't do that just by yourself. It is, mm-hmm. it is, it involves other people. And like y'all right. said, it is, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It can yeah. be messy. It can be challenging, yeah. right. but it makes us grow mm-hmm. and it's, it's, uh, it's worth it. I was thinking about, um, talking about you don't have time and you don't have, you don't, have time not to have time. Does that make sense? <laughs> but I think about Yeah, you can't afford not to get in a group, right. really, when you think but, about the whole <laughs> the whole I, of your life. I was thinking about Matt Pylan preached, I guess maybe a year or so ago, and he talked about having margin. Mm-hmm. And so my I well, my challenge would be if you don't have margin mm. in your schedule, you need to find margin. Um and what I mean by that is time where you you have time to help go help a friend or take a meal or go wash somebody's clothes who, you know, washing machines broke or like you have to have margin yeah. to mm-hmm. to go love on people. And so um, and I think group is part of that. Sure. And I was just thinking of a kind of a personal example when you were talking about coaching. Uh, our son played travel 
baseball and it really became all consuming for our family. Mm -hmm. And you can tell yourself the story. Well, we're together as a family and we're being a witness at the baseball field for the Lord. Well, I, I'm not sure that I was always a great witness for the Lord at the baseball field, all right? It, or when I worked, I, I'm just saying uh, the mama bear can come out, right? Or even like at work, if I'm yeah. a workaholic, well, I, I'm on mission and I'm going to, well, are you? Yeah. Are you really sharing God's word? And are you? And you need that community. And, and what has been convicting for us as empty nesters is our son has said, he 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 took himself out of travel ball, mm. what, mm. seventh grade, I think. Mm. And he has told us he mm. wished that he hadn't done it. Like travel ball was okay, yeah, it was fun, but what did it what did it get him down the road? Well, mm. I can tell you it did not get him uh further advanced with the high school team. He is not he did not go play for the Georgia Bulldogs. He is not on the Atlanta Braves team. They yeah. are not calling him up to ask him to come catch. Um, and if, so I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, those things yeah. like they're fun and they're important, yeah, but they are not what this world is about. Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't, as a parent to look back and to have your child say, man, I wish I had been in church on those Sundays versus at the ball field hmm. that hits, Wow, that hits. Yeah. And so I would just say, mm. you you probably have time to be at church and to be in a small group. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's no doubt. I remember uh, one of my kids was one of the most proud moments. But uh, he's playing a sport, and and they had a practice, and uh, it was on a Wednesday night, and uh, which was rare. It was actually just a. It was just a. It had to work out that way, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we talk about commitment and effort and everything, you know, and everything you're committed to. And so, um, I went, I gave him an option. I said, Hey, it's just one, it's one Wednesday night. If this was consistent, we probably would have to have a different conversation, but it was one Wednesday night. And, uh, but he chose, he goes, nah, dad, I want to go to, I want to go to church. And I'm sitting there thinking as a pastor, one of your fears is yeah. that your kids will hate the church because yeah. they're yeah. there so much right. you have to do yeah. so much so that's one of mine on my Aww. wife's prayers is yeah. lord can we do things um but 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 when he said that i went he actually made a decision i'm not sure if i would have made in that moment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i learned something from yeah. him yeah. but mm-hmm. it also highlighted for me like am i asking myself yeah. truly because all this comes down to, to the people listening to this podcast, the people mm-hmm. hear us say it, you have to make the decision. That's right. Mm-hmm. You have to make the call, and you have to answer the question honestly to yourself if you're actually going to ask it. Mm-hmm. What do I prioritize? What mm-hmm. do I value? And what does that mean to me yeah. once I know the true yeah. answer? What's the what's the action? Right, mm-hmm. right. So, then what's your next steps in your faith What's your journey? next steps? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's a great question. So for the people listening, we'll wrap this up with one final question. What is something you would say to someone who has never joined a group or led a group? What would you What would you say to encourage them? You just have to do it. You know, I, I, from a from a leader <laughs> standpoint, I, I love that. Yep. I know <laughs> from, it's not rocket science. Yeah, it job. really isn't. And I know from a leader standpoint, you know, I, I've tapped on a few people's shoulders and said, "Hey, will you lead with me? Will you do this?" And I've had a couple of people say, "Well, I'm just not. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm prepared yeah. and things like that." 
And it goes back to saying, if you've got a testimony, if you've got a story, which we all do, mm-hmm. you can lead a group. And it's just willingness to to say, I'll try it. I'll do it. It's like, and I, I was telling Pam earlier, it's like, it, it's like anything you do at work, a, a hobby, any project you take on, when you first do that project, you first take on that new skill, you don't know what you're doing either, yeah. but you just decided you're going to do it. I'm going to go learn that. I'm going to take on this new initiative. And that's just like a group is. If you're going to lead a group, yeah, you may not know what you're doing, but there's all of us around it. All the things, like you said, the gift wrapped here, we, we'll give you, we'll come next to you, yeah. we'll help you do it. You. Yeah. And so yeah. it doesn't matter if you're joining a group or deciding to lead a group, you just got to take that step of faith and yeah. step yeah. out there and do it. Yeah, it's yeah. a good word. Yeah, and I would say if you're nervous about leading a group, ask if you can go co-lead with somebody yes. and learn. Yeah. Like there are plenty Mm-hmm. Plenty of leaders who would say, hey, come see how we yes, do group. That's right. and, yes. and that's something that Jeff and I have really pushed on is we mm-hmm. we ask people, hey, come co-lead a group with us. Mm-hmm. And they'll start out and they'll go, oh, well, we don't know. And mm-hmm. then now it's like, well, it's our turn to lead this next week, yeah. right? And yeah. and so just go do it. Go learn. Like, why are you waiting? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It will bless your life, and the yeah. Lord will use you. It's not going to return void, right? And you may not see the results, but there will be results, you know, down the down the road. Right. And um, I just yeah. would invite you to the deep, like stop hanging mm-hmm. out in the shallow, mm-hmm. get out <laughs> of the it. shallow, yeah. and come get in the deep water with Jesus. Like, be yeah. like Mary, be at His feet, and yeah. and um, it's like good. I just very good. Yeah, that's the way to grow. And yeah, yeah. growth you know, is is not uh, always fun or pain or or easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's mm-hmm. painful, but it's mm-hmm. like that's that's yeah. that's how be, we grow. Be open handed, right? Be yeah. open handed. Mm-hmm. Be generous. Um, you know, Jeff and I said that we would always use our home mm-hmm. for kingdom work. Mm-hmm. And if you have a home, <laughs> if you have even you're at church, you can mm-hmm. use a room at yeah. the church, like. Be generous and just say yes to God. Like, if you say yes to him, he's going to give you what you need to lead that group. He's going to provide it. You just have to say yes Mm -hmm. and trust him, and he's going to provide it for you. That's right. Well, Aaron, do you have um, any—just for our listeners that are—what's the best way? If they need information about groups, leading a group, joining a group, what do they do? So— uh, you'll see it any weekend service that you attend. And then if you go to BethlehemChurch.us slash groups, you can sign up there. Um, you'll see the QR codes all over the place on Sunday. So yeah. uh, also there's uh, group leaders in the lobby who would love to talk to, to you about their experience with groups. So uh, there's many different ways that you can get connected, Bethlehem Church app, website. Um, but if you want to come talk to somebody, come talk to somebody on a Sunday. Yeah. And uh, and so groups are in the middle of signups, the signup season, and they will officially launch February the eighth, the week of February the eighteenth. Awesome. Well, as you can tell, groups are a big deal. We love groups. We love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, as always, if you have questions, comments, want to reach out to us, we love to hear from you. Uh, you can always email us at beyond Sunday at BethlehemChurch.us. And as always, we love you. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time on Beyond Sunday.